When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I had to say, Rana, I'm exhausted. Uh, all the fan mail, all the letters, all the... Oh. Can they hear that, Dante? Has he they done can. it again? He did. Is Dante exhausted from the carriage house also from the Saturday night that we had? So exhausted that he has to hit the Zoom button Well, listen, people we behind stop? the scenes get very stressed out, Rana. That's not my problem. You're right. They You're have right. We don't chosen... Need to know. They have chosen... Did you get a haircut? You look so handsome. I did. They did a real high and tight number on me. Very handsome. You look like a Navy SEAL or something. <laughs> David Boreans. Uh, Boreans. Boreans. Boreanis. Isn't that his show? Oh, is he on that? Navy with Jessica Paré, which I had no idea until the other day. Jessica Paré from Mad Men. Zuby Zuby Zoo. Yeah, she's a Navy SEAL. Get out of here. I'm not kidding. I couldn't Canadian, believe it. Canadian Jew from Toronto. Big time. Uh, from Montreal. Oh, I didn't know she was Jewish. I just knew she yeah. was Canadian. Yeah. Uh, in any event, we had such a time on Saturday night, but I don't know why we do a show after we do those shows, after we leave it all on the dance floor. Why don't we take a week off? I have to tell you, Rana, I don't either. And I have to tell you, my I've I was sitting down for most of the show, but I had to soak my feet for like two hours. <laughs> Hours. I just felt well, like I had been razzling and do, dazzling. Bet- we had to do between one and two thousand meet and greets. Honest to God, I mean, we're going to people... have to limit that next time because it's too many people and it's too much to see. You know, it's a little too sure. much information for me. Sure, sure, sure. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Well, you know, Rana, everyone, everyone wants to uh, to get to know you a little bit better because you are sort of an enigma. You know, am I? I feel that I'm. Very, it's very clear who I am and what I'm about. I guess so, but people want to go to you. They just know you're like a soothsayer and or a, a truth sort of machine. So mm, they just want to machine. They just want to go to you to like IGTM, get the wisdom. Ronald Glickman truth machine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, listen. What you put we, a, a truth serum out into the world. We had so many guests And then we on dab Saturday. it into our skin. Yeah. Yes, we did. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. We had so many guests on Saturday night. We, we did even, fabulous. We couldn't even think about having a guest here today. Are you crazy? I, I mean, mean, the last thing Yadvina I needed to do- is still cleaning up from the body. It's that sort of a thing. She is, yeah. Rana. She is. She's very upset with you right now. I don't mean to be rude. Excuse She's very excuse upset me? with you. About- she, well, she thinks that Shades of she shouldn't have to clean up after two people now. Do you know what I mean? She's getting kind of tired of it, she told me. I think she had a kind of a mean look when she told me, but I think she's talking about you and not me, from what I could gather. Oh, I see. She was yeah. complaining to you about the yeah. fact that she has to clean up after an extra person. Exactly. And, and you I, took it to mean that I was the extra person. Well, we're, Yadvina and I really have a special bond. And, and I just, I feel like sort of, you got to lay off about her cleaning the main house. Oh, do I? 
Do I have yeah. to lay? Do I have to lay off my cleaning lady about cleaning? Is that the idea? Why did I lay off? I don't you know, Rana. About your responsibilities at the same time. No, 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 no. I'm chock a block, Rana. I have a list from here <laughs> all the way to Detroit. There's no way. Really? Yeah. All the way to Detroit, Detroit, <laughs> as they say. And people need to understand, also, Rana. Yeah. Since we've opened up a little bit, I'm doing my flights again. Yes, I have no. Yeah. I have noticed that occasionally I'll come over and there'll be a sort of gone fishing sign on the door to the carriage house. Isn't that but cute? I got it on QVC. You're a big Hollywood star. I have to just be grateful that you come back. Thank you, Rana. I, of course yeah. I do. Well, what do you mean you're grateful? You've never given me the option not to. Well, I could still be grateful for something that con- you're contractually obligated to do, can't I? You're right. You I can, can still show my, my gratitude to you, hashtag you're right. gratitude to you. Thank you, Rana. Yeah, I the look live like a show ghost was fantastic. Today. Did you know? I do. I do. I look like a ghost today. I no, think. you don't. You just yeah, got look- porcelain skin. I guess that's probably what it is. Now, listen I have to, to tell me. You. I prefer yeah. alabaster. I'll be honest. You have with alabaster you. skin. Yeah. We have some people. This is the thing. We do a big show. We put out this show every goddamn week. We put out yep. the show, and then we do the Patreon show. We put that out. But what are we going to do? This is what we do. This is what we've signed up to do. It's true, Rana. We hit so the boards. No we problem. We had to get right back at it. And there are people, believe it or not, I'm doing a different tie on my shirt there. There are people who need our advice still. It I'm going to tell you this, ends. Rana. Like, for instance, Santa Claus can't just take a day off making toys. It's true. He's got to get Rana. it done. There are people that need help all the I, time. When the bat signal goes up and we come running. I do want to say one thing. I don't like Jean Villapique, but I did listen to the episode. Oh. There's something she's got a streak about her. Wait, she's something she's very nasty, wrong Villapique. with her. She's That's, nasty. Yeah, yeah. Nasty. Unkind. Unkind. Yeah. Her advice was awful. But I will say this. I'm actually very glad I was not here last week because you all answered some questions that were really heavy and beautiful. Your your answers and Jean's answers to that last question truly blew my dick off. I was so impressed. (laughs) I was. They were beautiful. I wanted to write it down. I just remember that candy. What was it called? Warheads? Yeah, I vaguely remember it. Where they have a mushroom cloud like a, you know. Yes. That's what I imagined when you said it blew your... uh, Blew your pot off. That's what I imagine. She was now, very, she's clearly very sensitive I'm trying to remember person. what the question was, because as soon as I answer these questions, I don't remember them. Well, they, all three of the, the, the one, and by the I way- I can't believe know, you listened to the episode. Well, by the way, I I'm know shocked. that question about, I don't remember what the question was as a test, but I'll tell you right now. You never listen to the episodes. That's even the ones, Even the ones you're in, so I'm shocked. That's, I especially don't listen to the ones I'm in, but I always listen to the ones that the guests are in. I got to tell you this, Rana. The first one was about the woman who wanted the breast reduction, which I thought was so fabulous. The second one, I'm having trouble remembering, I will say. But the third one was the friend who was who had cancer, potentially a very bad case of it, and who no one was talking about it. Correct, and it was just you and Jean having personal experience with such a thing. Really, I thought was remarkable. I loved it. That's very nice of you to say, Brian. Thank you. But I don't remember the second question, so I don't, I don't know. Either. You guys, but you guys obviously didn't come. But to the back second for that person one. didn't win. No. Yeah. No, they I didn't. Don't. Oh, the other. But, I, I remember the second one. It was terrific. Which one? The second question was the woman who 
his boyfriend has a quote unquote existential crisis every couple of years. And oh, she's living yes. in another country. And we told her, Stat you Sex in the City right now. You gave such Rana advice. It was great to be like, <laughs> okay, I understand if that's what you want to do. So you're you just have to move out and I'm gonna, you know, be on my own and explore the city. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you seem to be having a problem. So why yeah. don't you relocate? And you I'll know, I just wanted to go walk around here and check out the city, see if I maybe want to move here. Probably better to do that without you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted her to take a few lovers while she it was out. Sound it. honestly, I really had FOMO for what her experience Sample will be the after local those. cuisine. Dear. No, sh- no kidding. No S H I T, Brian. I almost went there, Ron. I almost went there, but you know, I'm really <laughs> trying to do a little bit better post show. You know, I was thinking about our Patreon from last week. It, it stuck with me about the woman who said she just wanted someone to have dinner with and then sent a laundry list. It was the cliffhanger on the Gene Phillips. Yes. Oh, of course. Joan of Arc. Exactly. And for the Patreons, they'll know what we're talking about. And for the people that listen to the cliffhanger, you so you heard the cliffhanger. Yeah. And then we had a follow up from her, and she gave us a laundry list of what she was looking for. It was a lot of things. This, but not that. That, but not this. And and, and, you know, a person who likes red wine but wants to eat a share a bucket of Popeyes chicken with mayo, whatever (laughs) it was. Exactly. And as I was walking today. I thought to myself, the nerve of her. (laughs) It hit you like a truck. She wrote in saying she just wanted someone to occasionally have a meal with. Then she followed up saying she's got a full calendar of events through work, and she's hoping that person's going to be coming to that too. And they need to be able to wear sweatpants and diamonds is what she wanted. Exactly. Yes. That's what she. It was. It was an extensive, specific list that was a little too exhaustive. I think. But at the very beginning of the email, she said she doesn't want to meet another partner for life. She just wants. She just wants a little companionship, which was not true. And what I realized is which you said at the time on Patreon, that her list is too uh, demanding. And that if you, you can be as demanding as you want if you're looking to share your life with somebody. But if you're just looking for somebody to spend some time with, the other thing is, it's you're going to have to go through a couple of people first. The perfect person isn't, you're going to have to kiss a couple of frogs. Definitely. I love when people say, look, I and in movies too, they're just like, I just want a guy who can. And then it's ten minutes later, you're like, Well, I don't know who you're talking about. Now. Yeah, sounds that's not me. easy to find. You said you wanted a bucket of chicken and somebody to make out with, and now, now we need someone who's got a JDMD, right, with yeah. a royal line. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. But who also was a rancher for five years. Like it just what? Is- Wait a minute. Speaking of the royal line, Adam Rippon made a joke. Did you catch this? I have two updates I have to give you. Well, I know that he accidentally, I saw some video of him where he had accidentally taken his student's credentials. I was going to say his daughter's credentials. His his daughter that he's coaching for the Olympics. Right, right. (laughs) Toddlers and tiaras, yeah. And I DM'd him because I loved, he was wearing such a cute, fleece under his jacket in that video. Mm-hmm. And I said, forget about the credentials. Let's talk about this fleece. Is it a team yeah. issue or can I get this somewhere for Jordan? Right. And he said, team issue. And, and I Brian had to beg Brian, them yeah. to give it to me. So oh. he's got it. But got it's really it. just for the team, for the for the players or the athletes, whatever the they call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for the Mouseketeers or whatever <laughs> they call them. It does feel a little like that this year. For the crew. Yeah. Yes, it does. It's a kidding? little bit like this is Disney on ice or something. It doesn't feel 
No, I'm so behind too. I still need to see Nathan Chen. No, I haven't seen it either. I have to watch that. Yeah. But, but hopefully Adam will come on and talk to us about it. But more oh, importantly, he said, what was his joke about, he made a Princess Diaries joke. What's the name of the country in the Princess Diaries? Oh, it's something wild. Segovia. Dante, can you see? Something it's like something this. like that, yeah. Oh, I think Segovia is from the... Um, What's it called? Avengers or something like that. Oh, but okay. anyway, he made a joke about uh, th- th- about the nation of Segovia, how they were coming to the podium or something like that. <laughs> uh, and Madison, Genovia. Genovia, yeah. yes. Thank you. And Madison Cawthorn, you know who that is? No. That absolutely- The, vi- the villain from- uh, The villain from Tennessee every, or wherever, right, exactly. wherever he's, North Carolina, I think he's right. from. Dante, where's Madison Cawthorn from? I love that name, Madison Cawthorn. You know exactly who he is. He's the guy Dynasty in the wheelchair. Dynasty legend. No, he's- Okay. He's the 24-year-old congressman in the wheelchair. Oh, yes, I do know who that is. Yes. 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 He's Christopher Reeves, you know- Rana Bizarro son or something like that. <laughs> North Carolina, that's right. Okay. In any event, he said something like, "Well, all athletes who who you can't represent two countries at the same time." Adam Rippon made a joke about it. Somebody was was, I'm getting it all wrong. But, but how someone they was, was representing America in Genovia instead of America. He made a joke about the Princess oh, Diaries. I got it, got it, and Madison Cawthorn took it as a MAGA moment. Because he's an absolute dumbbell. And the question is how Was it he Gus could- Kentworthy? Because now Gus Kentworthy is racing for the- He's competing for the British this year, not the Americans. Well, everybody's p- competing for people they're not supposed to. Right. What I've seen. Mm-hmm. Meaning all these girls who grew up in America. That What about that poor skater who, uh, you know, d- gave up her American citizenship and- you know, but she, but the other one didn't. I don't know why. The oh, I don't know skia, about that story. So the, there's a girl's about 16. She gave up her American citizenship. She's from Orange County. She changed her name to a Chinese name. She skated for China and she fell 4,000 times. And if she's still alive after this broadcast, it'll be oh miracle. Oh my God, that's awful. Then the other girl wow. who is the freestyle skier. Oh yes, I saw that. Very beautiful, has done like mm-hmm. a Louis Vuitton camp, Vuitton ca- campaign, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the Dolomites, you know, in a James Gorgeous. Bond setting. Uh, she's also competing for China, even though she was raised in San Francisco. Her mother's Chinese. Wow. But it didn't seem to me that she'd given up her American citizenship. So I don't know. Maybe oh, you know what like it must be? The other girl's parents are both Chinese. And so she was American because she was born in born here in okay. this country. But the other girl has dual citizenship, probably because her father was American and her mother was Chinese. So do they live in China now? Which one, Julie? The one who the had to skater. give up her citizenship. Yes, she moved there in I don't know when, twenty sixteen or something wow. like that. Just for this dream, probably. Just for this dream, and she God bounced bless. around. That's the ice. so sad. She bounced around like you dropped a absolute tennis ball on the ice. I mean, she was- Well, she got to ski at the Olympics or skate at the Olympics, whichever it was. Do you think that's considered a prize in China? Getting to compete (laughs) or or winning? Right. Come on. Who cares about getting to compete? She's supposed to take that as a consolation? Sure, sure, sure. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, All right, dear. 
You want to read the okay, first well, question? It's just us today. Yeah, why not? It's so cozy in here. I love okay. it. Okay. Okay, here we go. Dear. What about that cocktail that Connor made for us, by the <gasps> way? He certainly incredible. stirred it up in He's there. Incredible. And I have to say, we'll get, you know. Ronna, you know, I kept the balloons. I still have them. Is that right? Yeah, they're deflating a little bit, but I think they're infused with different sorts of uh, people who have died that I that are communicating with me again, maybe. Oh, that's nice. Just like Coco. Recuerda me. Coco the gorilla? No, Coco the movie from Pixar. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, that all of our ancestors are around us at all times. And yours yes. happen to be in a couple of helium balloons. That's right, from Party City. <laughs> uh, in any event, I'm very excited about what's coming up with Connor. That's all I'll say. The details Ooh. to come, details to come, but it's going to be fabulous. From forgotten free trials to automatic renewals, when big companies keep charging you, Truebill is your secret weapon to save you money on subscriptions you don't need. Now, Rana, Truebill is, is truly Jen I Shaw's mean, nightmare. No, this <laughs> you're not kidding. Fully. I mean, this is incredible. These people, you don't know how many, think about that, yeah. how many free subscriptions you've signed up for, a one-month trials or this and yep. that. I don't know how the magic works, but these people keep track of all of it. Oh, and yeah. then with a click of a button, you can unsubscribe from all those things that you said to yourself, oh, I can't even think about thinking about unsubscribing from this. Totally. The average person saves up to $720 per year with Truebill. Get out of here. It's $720 a year. That's the round trip uh, ticket to Europe. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And get this, Rana. You're going to love this. Your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel Ah. unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. So you don't even have to have the conversation. They'll have it for you. Yeah. Incredible. They'll be the middleman. That, honestly, that, I can't think of, that is absolutely an area of everyone's life that there's only two or three people that get off on having to have those conversations, and I don't know them. I couldn't agree more. I mean- this is amazing for the procrastinators and the avoiders in our audience. Oh, to this is the perfect. Ones who just bury yeah. it down, bury it down. Mm-hmm. It down. No question. Truebill has over two million users and helps save them over a hundred million dollars. Matthew wow. B said, "In a matter of seconds, I saved six hundred and sixty dollars for the year on my Direct TV bill. I saved one hundred and twenty dollars for the year on my SiriusXM bill. I saved eight hundred and forty dollars a year on car insurance." I got to tell you, there's one company in particular that I'm thinking of that I cannot figure out how to cancel it. I cannot figure out for the life of me how to get off them sending me monthly body wash. So I'm I'm hoping this will work. You have a body wash subscription? How did you get a body? You know what? This is an ad. We can't get into this on an ad. Don't fall for subscription scams (laughs) like I did. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash askrana. Seriously, go right now. Start saving the money. Truebill.com slash askrana. It could save you thousands of years. Truebill.com slash askrana. Attention Carriage House members, run a year to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create a podcast. And let me tell you something, you can use it to create a podcast of your own. 
It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Dear Rana and Brian, listening to your podcast is a true delight. I have a workplace etiquette question. Can't argue with that. Thank you. One of my direct reports just shared with me that she is pregnant. She's nine weeks along. So likely won't disgusting. She's nine weeks along, so lightly will be sharing on a larger level for several more weeks. My question is, do I tell my boss, Jesus, or let her share the information when she is ready? What? I know my boss will want to start planning ahead for her absence as coverage of her duties is going to be a challenge. That said, her leave is a ways away, and I don't imagine waiting a few weeks to share will impact our planning process. What? Who is this person? This is a fan of Oz, you're telling me? Is it rude to share someone's pregnancy news in the workplace? Or is it more important to keep your boss informed of team updates? What? Thank you so much for your insight, (laughs) Becca. P.S. Brian, you read my letter about my friend Trista several months ago on Patreon. Suffice it to say your advice was spot on. What was the letter? She recently proposed to a man she met while he was getting a paternity test at her work. Uh, We haven't uh, spoken much since uh, the fall. Your advice was just the reality bomb I needed to take a step back from the friendship. And for that, I truly thank you. I have to be honest, I don't remember that letter, but I'm glad the advice worked. I, I feel like you're not going to like mine today. That's, huh? the sort of th- that's the sort of thing Mimi usually puts in the brief, whatever oh, the previous letter was. I don't think she did, did she? No. Brian, Ronna, please. I am, I, I will do anything to get ahead in this world. Mm-hmm. I like digging up the scoop and sharing the scoop to yeah. say, guess who's about to not work very hard? Mm-hmm. Guess who's about to be a complainer in this workplace? Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, Becca, this is outrageous that you would even think. What is your train of? I'm so aghast. I don't even know. It's jaw dropping. Why on earth would you tell someone, tell your boss they're pregnant so that they could start planning a couple weeks earlier? I I can't imagine in what universe you think that this is your business, your place or that it's going to affect your performance negatively if your boss finds out that you found out first cuz that's the only way that this that this is an issue right yeah that's the and only possible question you could be asking us am i going to get in yes. trouble you what you should be saying is what if my, which is already ridiculous scenarioizing anyway. Oh, I mean, it would be a lawsuit from here to heaven. If my boss finds out I found out and didn't tell them. Got that it. is the only possible question you could be asking. And you should, at this stage in your life, be able to answer that question. Especially if you're a listener of this show. And. Which is, you say to your boss, it really wasn't my business to share. Yeah, Right. And if your boss even asks, like, did you know this and didn't tell me? That's crazy and awful. But also, yeah, it wasn't really my place to tell you. And if you especially because she's not even through her first trimester. 
you're the first of all, she shouldn't have even told you yet. True. If you're the sort of Tracy Glick that feels like you need to tell the boss before. Flick, but Rana, to- I know what you were doing there. You were trying to make it more about you by saying Glick instead of Flick. Oh, is that a name? Tracy Flick. Was, You're Rana Glickman. That's why you said I thought she was Jewish. <laughs> Tracy Flick. That's the go. one. Glick. Tracy yeah. Flick. Glick. Maybe you kick, can relate to her. Lick. Yeah. Kick. Sure. Dick. Excuse I've been playing me? a lot of Wordle. I've been playing a lot of Wordle. <laughs> How are you doing? I don't know I'm how they measure. I'm not really playing a lot of Wordle. I've done it three or four times, but then I get nervous if I don't do it every day. I'm supposed to do it every day or something. Oh. Doesn't add up to anything, though. No, I don't it never think. does. Nothing does, though. Nothing. nothing I do these does. dum-dums putting up their scores. Yeah. What is it? Why? I don't know. And I, what are I, they I, getting out of it? The other day, someone had two- two parallel lines and was like, oh, and the comment was like, oh shit. And I was like, I don't know if that's oh shit, like I'm amazing, oh shit, or I'm bad. Just two parallel lines. I didn't know what mm. it meant. Wow. What mm. what a hero that person yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but congratulations to the guy that created it. He sold it. How how furious must all, must all the crossword writers be? Right. It's a dumb game that he can't Because that's what with. it is, right? All of it, you know what it is? I'll be honest. It's so crazy. The, the the way he was able to sell it is because everybody's talking about it. But it's the sort of game that the New York Times could have just written that algorithm in two and a half minutes. Right. And called it Dirtle instead of Wordle. Yeah. Or Wordles or something like that. And sure. said, go ahead, sue us. Yep. And instead, they spent, I don't know how much money. I mean, good for him. That's a real boon in life. But why are we pretending that that is not, that's the most basic computer programming. I, if you left me alone in a prison cell, I could probably figure out how to, how how to, to program, program that. that. <laughs> yeah. Like a monkey would type Shakespeare eventually. Yes, you know? yes. I would, I would create Wordle eventually, just because I needed something to do. Sure. But that's like when computers were first invented and they had logo and all these, you know, whatever it was. You drinking a diet, Dr. Brown's? A diet? No, I'm drinking a Zevia. Oh, back on Zevia. Uh, creamy root beer. Not cream soda, but creamy root beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. For In any event, yeah. Uh, well, that was really those cans were like, you know, that was a can alike to Dr. Brown. Is what Don't, that no was. kidding. Yeah. yeah. But. Anyway, forget about it. I always buy knockoff. Yeah. Uh, dear, it's Darling. none of your business. Oh. And God. it certainly would be horrible if anything happened and you had shared this person's business and this person not had not it. chosen to share their business. It's none of your business. It's not going to reflect negative on your performance. Mm-mm. And this is not unlike the breast reduction question that that was answered on the Gene Villapique episode, where if your boss says to you, do you know, did you know, you say, that's really none of my business. Yeah. It's no yeah. one's business what's happening with her body. That's her business. Why she shared it with you, I don't know. But, and I think you need to examine whatever this uh, teacher's pet situation as you have going on. And I would that also would say like- consider sharing this information. I would just say, you know, it was none of my business. I guess if you really wanted to, you could say, you know, she told me something about it very early on, but I didn't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we should discuss it. Yeah. 
And I don't think your boss would ever ask you that. Although I, I tell you what I am impressed by, Becca, someone who is committed to their work and someone who wants to rise up the ranks. That is true. I'm impressed because you don't see that a lot these days. And so I, I think you've got a really bright future, but I think you need to include, you know, friendships in that. I think you need to know what her question was from before. Dear Ronna and Brian, love you both dearly. Now let's get into it. I grew up in a small town in Georgia and moved Wait, away is this the, from the question before? This is the person, Becca, wrote in before, and this was her question. Oh, how'd you find it? I look because I looked it up on my. I told you I could compute a program word. Good if for I had you, to. Rana. That was impressive. I'm okay. now in my early 30s, living in California, and still in close contact with my childhood friend group. There are six of us who stay in touch. Four out of six are mothers of three plus children living in our hometown. Okay. Okay. She lives Got in it. California. Four I of them have kids. Wrote, two of okay. them don't. My question centers around my friendship with one of these women, Trista. Trista has had a hell of a year. See, timeline. June 2020, Trista has oh, an affair with her this. coworker. July 2020, she gets a divorce from her husband. You must have done this question when I was on my break Maybe. with baby Steve. She gets a divorce from her husband, Dean, complete with speedy but brutal custody hearing. He shares video he secretly recorded of her, recorded of her when she was drunk, as well as text messages and emails he hacked from her phone. Also, a week before the hearing, she gets a DUI and loses her job. Fall 2020. <laughs> Trista gets a Facebook message from a guy we sort of knew in high school, Austin, falls head over heels, gets matching tattoos, can only speak about her boyfriend and takes yes. on the general affect of an 18-year-old. Of course. November 2020, Austin leaves Trista for his ex-wife in Dallas. Sounds like Austin. December 2020, Trista, Trista is obsessed with, quote, finding a husband mentions Austin incessantly. January 2021, Austin leaves his ex-wife, returns to Trista. February 2021, Austin leaves Trista again for his ex-wife. Trista confides in her ex-husband, Dean. March 2021, Trista and Dean are dating, and she goes yeah. from calling me weekly to not responding to my texts. Yeah. Spring 2021, she has ghosted me, and I'm feeling like our friendship is ending. Context as to why this has anything to do with me, I was extremely supportive of her leaving Dean and text conversations between the two of us where we used were used as character evidence against her in the divorce. I can't imagine Dean allowing her to maintain our friendship if they were to reconcile. He's the kind of guy who allows things. June Ew. 2021. She calls for the first time in months, says she ended things with Dean, casually mentioned she's seeing Austin again. What? This wreck. Trista and I have remained close friends over the years despite a lot of, I wish I never took a break with a question like this, a lot of differences. <laughs> there are things I've accepted about her that I would never allow in her in a new friend. Her insistence, COVID is a hoax from China. Jesus. Her affinity for quoting Joel Austin, the quote, uh, wine in good times calligraphy above her dining table. Yeah, you got it. Connecting after a few months of not speaking, I was a bit hurt. She would not acknowledge why she distanced herself. She danced in circles around the subject as only Southern women can do. Rana, I often think of my home friends when you speak about friendships falling out around my age. I love Trista, but I'm not quite sure why I continue this friendship. I'll admit I've enjoyed hearing some of her escapades. She's living a Luann style life and I'm here for it. But after not speaking for a few months, I'm not sure I have space to maintain this relationship as before. 
but, 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 I don't know why I kept reading that, reading that question, but it was kind of exciting and fun. Yeah. I so forgot that was about Becca's that original question. Becca, keep your, ne- ne- your snoot to yourself. Okay. I got to say though, Becca, you do sound like a good friend, but not and such I hope a good Trist co-worker. is out of your life. Good honestly. friend, not such a good coworker. I wonder thing. what, I wonder what she said. She took my advice. Like I, I, which I, I hope it works. I'm sure. I'm sure it was terrific advice. But now you should take mine and Rana's and say, "None of your business." Correct. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you know we got right into this episode. We didn't even talk about any of our comments from people. Should we go through some? Yeah, let's do a couple of comments, then we'll do the next. Oh, question. so Trista recently proposed to a man she met while he was getting a paternity test at her work. Correct. That's why I went through. Continued going through the letter. So Trista's in great shape. She yeah, works Trist at a place on that top gives paternity <laughs> tests. My God. And a guy came in because he wasn't sure if he had fathered a child with someone. Or there was a breakup happening and he was trying to snoot a lot God, of God, you did the right thing by stepping away from that. Yeah. All right, let's 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 listen to some of these comments. Okay. We've got five stars, Rana. Yeah. Outstanding. OMG. And then the hands mm. clapping. That episode with Adam Rippon was outstanding. Can't remember if I... You weren't, uh, you weren't present now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You are a genius. Thanks for all the laughs. Five stars. Great laughs. Great advice. Easy favorite. That person who wrote that's called a cook dad. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see the name. Yeah. This one's from so many nicknames. Five okay. stars only. Ron is always correct. Brian is always delightful. And the guests are always charming. This show... Here's another Countess Luann reference. This show has both the chaotic joy of a Countess Luann performance and the oh. mastery of a Candace Burris one. I can't, really? Candy Burris, excuse me, Candy Burris. Yeah. Okay, that's a, someone who found us through Bitch Sesh for sure. Definitely. High yeah. praise. And Callie OHW, I haven't not stopped listening to this podcast. Hmm. So you have stopped. Yeah, you're done. It is hilarious. <laughs> educational, <laughs> and truly life-altering. I laugh out loud and spend all my money on Rana's exceptional recommendations. Excellent. Excellent work. You're doing it right then. You're absolutely doing it right. Now, Rana. Yeah. Do you want to get in? Do you want to read this next one? Yeah, I'll read the next one. Okay. Dear Rana Bryan and esteemed guest, I'm a 30-year-old male, and I'd like to know if I can get a second attempt at going crazy like I'm 29. Who's this writing to us from behind a fan in a powdered wig? I'd like to know. This is very, this is very dangerous. <laughs> La liaison dangerous. This is very steamy. My fiance is an, an avid listener of your podcast. And I got engaged eight months ago when I was 29. And we're getting married in two months between marriage preparations, moving in together and the pandemic, which we've been taking seriously. I feel like maybe I missed out on going crazy. Does Rana Law permit a do-over on going 29 crazy? Is there another crazy window to which I can look forward? Sincerely, sadly, 30. P.S. I have very loud sneezes in my pot. It told me to write to ask Brian if he has any tips on getting quieter. Wow. Well, we've done a sneeze episode. Yeah, well, that's With Michaela Watkins. This is, you know, this person is a person that just felt like 
getting into the carriage house and being heard and wanted to brag about getting married in two months. Definitely. That's who this is. He has yeah. that Marie Antoinette heart-shaped rouge that the men were doing back then. No question And about a little it. dot on the top of And a of little duck lip, a little duck lip. And he's fan, fan, fanning. Yeah. I got to tell you, <laughs> I think I'm right about this, Ronna, because this is really a question for you because you were the one who... You are the anthropologist who realized this in human. It's men. true. I, that is right. I have a pa- I have patented my study. I yes. people are citing me in yes. great works uh, of psychology all across the globe now about the twenty nine the twenty nine effect. The twenty nine effect. Yeah. Honest to God, I'd buy the book because, by the way, you're right about it. I would just say though that the tw- the twenty nine year old crazy thing that Rana has talked about before. Isn't like a fun crazy. This is not a room springer. You it don't sounds get awful. to go crazy when you're 29. Right. It, it's more like you are the most insecure. You feel like you're never going to measure up and you're trying to overcompensate for that. So you're an asshole, right? Yes. It's the, mo- it's the last moment where you're supposed to get serious and you know you're supposed to get serious. And you don't feel like getting serious. And so instead what you do is destroy everyone's else's life in your life you take advantage of people you make people feel like crap i mean like that's the crazy you think yeah i'm i mean i'm single i can do whatever i want you know whatever you go through your personal nonsense and you take it out on it you could do whatever you want my where i come in as an intervention is the moment where you're hurting other people right that's what i don't care for i don't care for cruelty amongst people no. I leave room for nuance. I leave room for blurry lines. I leave room for we didn't define this, we didn't define that. What I don't leave room for is destroying people to make yourself feel better because you're feeling insecure about your future or your mortality. And you're not no, aware that you're you. even doing that because you're so caught up in your own shit and you're so selfish that you're that if someone gets upset, this is if someone if you break up with someone and they get upset about it, you're like, don't be so selfish. What about me? I have a life too. Like you just are acting. Yeah, out or of being I told awful. you I wasn't looking for a Exa- boyfriend. Right. The cop outs come out yeah, and like whatever the fine are. print and the bullshit. I'm yeah. not a bad person. Am right, I? Now, and, and it's also your job who I've been running over with my car backwards and forwards, backwards right, and forwards, right, backwards right. and forwards. <laughs> to tell me I'm you it's okay you know I didn't mean it I'm not a yeah. bad person right yeah you want to have a room springer that's between you that's and your what fiance. you want yeah yeah that's what the Amish children have when they let them go out and taste methamphetamine or whatever they do and then they yeah. come back and say I prefer the taste of whole unpasteurized milk to methamphetamine oh <laughs> well they don't I missed the buggy Either way, they get the dental work. They should get the dental work done when they're out in the world, I do think. I feel like they do some modern things like that with healthcare and stuff, right? Don't Amish go to the hospital? They all get tattoos. Do they go to the hospital? I don't, maybe they do now, but they didn't used to. Okay. Yeah. They used to go to their doctors or their, you know. Right. But I don't think a dental, you know, I don't think braces. Is the Amish way? Yeah, you're right. I think it's yeah. more like, yeah, yeah. I don't probably know. if they had to yank a tooth, they that's attach it to they a cot, and then the horse pulls. I wonder out if that's the it. only time they can Amish drink. Uh, no. You mean do they have their own little drink that they have? Is this some sort of you know barley wine that they make or something like that? Is that what you're asking? Well, I was just thinking because it'd be a great excuse to have a tooth pulled if you wanted to try drinking because maybe they would throw alcohol in your mouth. No, I think that's the whole reason they go 
totally cuckoo bananas on the room springers. They don't drink and they don't smoke and they don't dance, I don't believe. Right. God. Dante. Okay. Well, I was just going to say. You want to go cuckoo and sleep with a few other people. That's between you and your fiance. But I can just assure you that you won't be getting married in two months. If you Just be like, (laughs) is there any way? (laughs) Unless you say to your fiance, I want to have. A twelvesome. I want to have a fucking bachelor party is what I want. Yeah. And I want to go nuts. I want a free pass. I want, I want a bachelor a free, weekend and I want a free pass. I want a pass. free Can pass to it? do whatever I want to do yeah. safely. But, you know, that's what I want. With strange, and, complete strangers. Not anybody we know. Or, meaning see what he says. You can't sleep with people you both know. Two no, months before you no, get married. Yeah, yeah. Nothing that's, that's not going to that complicate is. the relationship. No, that's only if you have a terminal illness or something like that. You can right. get away with that, but you can't. But not no. before. New order Amish prohibit alcohol, but not old order. Oh. That sounds like well, a that sucks that the right Reformation. Wikipedia. If we've got, yeah, they, they got more st- more strict, I suppose. <sighs> if we've awful. got any Amish in the audience, let us fill us Please. in. Please. Oh, I used to be so fascinated by the Amish. Well, I went to uh, d- school with uh, someone in the drama class who was Amish, who grew up Amish. Really? And was then just in the four-year NYU program. It's not wild. They, are they still an actor, that I mean, person? I don't know. I don't think so. But they were out and they very were also, sexy. Uh, really? Yeah. Sexy? Very sexy. Huh. I wonder what we that- had a. We had a couple of tense moments, I'll say that, and I I would. But no roles in the proverbial Amish hayloft? No, we would just talk sexy at like, you know, the dining hall or whatever. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't sound sexy. Well, it felt the tension was so palpable while I was eating. You could cut it with an Amish butter knife. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Did he ever serve you a Pennsylvania Dutch apple pie? Wouldn't that have been wonderful? Or pie in a I bag. should have asked him to cook for me. I never did. Oh, he couldn't cook. That's women's work. Oh, right. Yeah. Damn yeah. it. But well, you could have uh, had him speak Pennsylvania Dutch to you. That's true. Yeah. His also, family let Russia him sh- leave hmm? the the uh, fold in order to go to Tish. Yeah. Hmm. Fascinating. Wild? I'd I love know. to know what happened to him. Me too. Uh, Dear. But I remember one time he one. sang this song. Oh, yeah. Sorry, dear. What did he sing? What did In he a sing? class, he sang this song from My Fair Lady. I've grown accustomed to her face. And he sang it so much <laughs> that some other people in the class, because he would get noted on it and then he'd come back and he'd keep singing it, that other people started saying, I've grown accustomed to this song. It's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, go go tell your partner you want to have a crazy bachelor party and then be done with that. But 29-year-old crazy is not the crazy you want. No. Well, it's it's whatever you want, but it's not what that's not what we're prescribing to people. And this is for all men in general. Go to fucking therapy now so you don't have a midlife crisis because that's when it all comes out because you haven't dealt with it. Start going to therapy. Work it out. Work it out. Yeah. Okay, here we go, yeah. Rona. This one is, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I agree with her in this next letter. That's a little whiny. The email, this letter's too long, and then we have a very long cliffhanger. Oh, that's so right. We, so we'll, we better, yeah, we'll hop so, to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, I guess the cliffhanger is not that long, but it looked kind of long to me. Yeah. This led us long, and the, I already know my advice. All I did was skim this letter, me but too. my first advice is going to be figuring out how this person communicates because this person has difficulty communicating without getting all hot, hot. under the call. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. know from that. Yeah. Hello, Ronna, Brian, and fabulous guest. <laughs> I'm writing you this email hot <laughs> off the heels of an infuriating situation. Hot. There we go. I like that. Off the heels. On off the heels. I love on it. the heels. Yeah. I'm a graduate student studying school psychology, okay. and I'm currently in a one-year internship at a local district. The workload is much more than full-time. I see seven students weekly for counseling, run a social skills group consisting of nine students, Teach social-emotional skills to students with emotional disturbances. That is mm-hmm. the legal term. I know it sounds a bit outdated. And conduct endless psychoeducational assessments, complete with 30-page reports for each, and endless meetings. My God. Oh, because this is the work you have to do to, in order to get a license, I guess, Yes, right? these yeah. are your hours. Okay. I do Clinical all Clinical hours. Right. You have to get like 3,500 or something like that. Yeah. I'm sure it's some number, yeah. It's a big number. I do all of this without being paid. My district has paid interns historically, but stated they could not pay this year due to funding being allocated to other programs due to COVID. Okay. Most nearby districts of a lower socioeconomic status than mine have continued to pay their interns approximately $20,000 to to $27,000. However, I did not get offered a position at either of the two local districts that paid. The positions went to two of my other cohort members. And the other closest districts that paid were about an hour commute each way with the commuter traffic. And my old car that I need to last me until I have a job and is about on its last leg. And driving that far Monday through Friday for 10 months would have been the death of it. In the end. TMI. A, yes, but also- You didn't take that job so because you wanted this job. Anyway, right. go on. In the end, I chose convenience and proximity over yeah. money. Okay. And I was content with my choice because I've been having a wonderful learning experience, albeit still maintaining my stance that unpaid internships are completely unethical. I couldn't agree more. I started in August and cut to the present. My supervisor is part of a panel my graduate program is holding where the students a year below us, those who are preparing to apply for internships, have a chance to hear what the various local districts have to offer potential interns. The panel has asked the question, how many paid positions will we be offering the next year? My supervisor unmutes herself and says that our district will be offering not one, not two, but all caps, three paid internship positions. Mm-hmm. I was immediately filled with disgust. They found the funding to pay for three interns next year, but haven't found anything, not even a merely $1,000 stipend to offer me. I've been living off my savings this past year that I earned by working through all of college. I'm on public assistance to help pay for groceries, and I live in California in a medium city, so cost of living is not cheap. I will have a job. I will have very little money left to my name by the end of the summer. I've been banking that I will have a job as a licensed school psychologist lined up for this August and will pick up a summer job once my internship ends in June. I know I made the choice to accept an unpaid position, but I'm still enraged. Here's my question. Do I go to the district and ask for compensation now that I am privy to their plan to pay three interns next school year? Ultimately, I'm hoping to be hired on with this district. However, it is unclear how likely this is as of now. Mm -hmm. 
There may be only one position available, and a psych who is working as the psychologist substitute for the district this year is expected to apply. She has more experience, but I have many people from the district rallying around me and offering to write me letters of rec, speak to our director on my behalf, etc. I don't want to come off aggressive or difficult and hurt my chances at a job. The application is expected to open between March and May, but I just feel so wronged and taken advantage of. I don't know how much they plan to pay these new interns, but I simply cannot believe that the thought didn't cross their mind to skim a little off the top of the budget they miraculously got approved and give it to me as recognition for all of my hard work. I would be grateful for even just $1,000 stipend at this point, but feel like they could easily swing $5,000. Please help me navigate this situation as I am relatively new to the professional world outside of the stereotypical college gigs I've been doing for the past several years, and I know my emotions may be impairing my judgment. Thank you both so much unpaid intern. I do want to say that I apologize for calling this letter whiny because it actually isn't. I just skimmed it. Well, it's not that it's whiny. It is uh, passionate, shall we say. It's passionate. It's passionate. And this is clearly bothering you. And you are probably one of those people who doesn't quite have the skills to express yourself neutrally. This is exactly the point. Say more on that. Well, and I we've I feel like we've dealt with someone like this before. I am like this. I have to basically write it out, meditate, and then do about 25 versions before I get to a place where I am calm, rational, and succinct. Because I get in and I get enraged about things, not as much as I used to, but it happens. And I get very passionate. I go quickly, and this is a fault of mine and maybe of yours. I don't in other scenarios, not yours, Rana, but the letter writers. Possibly mine too. I sometimes am quick to feel wronged. Yeah. You know, and it's not a good quality. Well, but it comes from somewhere. It comes from somewhere, but yeah. that somewhere has to be dealt with, you know? And Yes, but it's, a, it's also, you know, we talk about go to therapy, fix something, move on. Yeah. That isn't really the reality of how life works, which is right. there are certain things that you just have to massage over and over again, or you have to, you have to do that work almost like it's exercise. Mm-hmm. You have a predilection towards behaving a certain way, not you people. Sure, sure. And we all have our little triggers or did they mean this or did I hear that or how did I hear it? Right. And how was it said? Exactly. And for some people that is much more explosive than others, but we're all coming from a situation where where those patterns were set long ago. Or we don't have the experience in the real world with people that are calm, rational, caring, considerate, not not predictable even right not bit predictable wonderful world what not busy enough to care about what's going on with us whatever whatever it is and that's harder to find than you would think and that's why those people are important in your life often those people are family friends counselors therapists if you've got a good one that you realize there's a different way of doing things in this world this person it sounds like has a smidge of i'm not it's not a victim narrative that really isn't what it is it's just understandably you feel hurt undervalued and you're asking yourself why didn't they think of me and the answer is that in a professional setting often people just don't think that way it does it is not 
what has happened here is not personal. It's not a reflection of your work or right. lack thereof. It is, especially in a school system, people look at the budget. I was going to say, and this might not be a budget that goes into force until, like, they may not have the money now. It might be budgeted for the next school year, which includes the next crop of interns. And people, they're so rigid about the way they see things like that, especially that at a school or anything that's administrative. So they think last year, pande- pandemic, we had half the budget. This year, bigger budget. And no one is thinking about the line items. No one's saying, we should go back and buy those trash cans we couldn't buy now. Or we should go back and pay the person we didn't pay last year. But it sounds like you have a nice relationship with your supervisor and that you could say to them, I wanted to discuss something with you. I noticed that there's a budget for three interns next year. Uh, I have absolutely loved every inch of this job and the experience that I'm getting. But it is definitely a strain on me in a way that is hard to take. And it's disappointing that next year you you have the budget for three and that I wasn't paid at all this year. Do you think there is a way to rectify the situation? Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Can they, is there a way to either find some money in the budget for me or da, 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 da. But as I'm sure you can imagine- I've been working two jobs and dipping into my savings and I've loved every ounce of the work I've done, but it for sure is disappointing to see that you're going to pay people for the same thing next year that I was not paid for this year. Absolutely. And I think if you go in like that without your guns loaded, without being reactionary, and really this is actually where I actually do channel Rana a little bit Hmm. when I'm lobbed something like this if something happens like this to me. I'm acting like something like this happens to me all the time and it doesn't. Twice a but, day. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> God damn, there's no more root beer in here. No, you just say you can relate. Me. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah. It's so much easier on yourself and your mind and your spirit to just say, huh, I don't like that. I'm going to talk to him about it. Yeah, It just is so, and of course you're going to react how you react and all this, but it's so much more soothing to yourself to be like, well, I'm going to ask about it because I don't really appreciate that. And um, we'll see what happens in the conversation. Maybe there's a reason for it. And I think it's important. I do think it's important to, however you express yourself to say, I'm sure you can understand Mm -hmm. because who, who can't see the iniquity in this? Of course. And by the way, to answer your sort of, hidden question in there, you should say something. I don't think that you should worry oh, that if you say something, you won't get you won't get picked for this other position because I have to say like, why would you want to work somewhere that can't have any conversation about money and well, when you're getting paid? That's you know? exactly right. This is a professional situation. So right. one is you have, this is good practice in the future when you have to go to your boss or whoever the hiring committee is or a funding committee and say, I need this money for this thing and defend it. You know, that that's, that's part of life and a excellent skill to have is a way to have a neutral conversation. But if you make them feel like they are villains for not paying you and now paying the new person, they are not going to want to do anything for you. No. If you say to them, I'm certain 
that, you know, everything's been crazy and last year was last year, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sure nobody connected the dots here. But from where I'm sitting, it's really tough to see that there are going to be three paid positions this year. And I had an unpaid position this year for the same work. Yeah. Because I think what you're also saying is, again, you know, I don't think you should be threatening a lawsuit or this or that, but there are ways to say things which point out to people that there's a problem here. Plus, in your and line of work- With internships, you... it's a big deal. Unemployment law, that's been a big thing for the last couple of years where there have been sort of intern class action suits and things like that. So there's precedent. Right. There, there are- Things that are, like you said before, Rana, seemingly so unfair and hurtful and that feel personal. It could be as simple as this budget's a new budget. And like you said, administrative stuff, it's always so difficult to try to change it. Yes. You know, it's so hard. But this is worth a conversation and it's worth you putting on what you probably lead in these seminars and with these children of just like really putting on your listening ears really absorbing it and then well yes that was my next question is how can you use your degree to Mm -hmm. your advantage here Mm -hmm. meaning what would you tell a child or whatever who was feeling dysregulated about something like this how would you tell them to approach this is a question of fairness i mean that is the trigger that you this is what this is triggered in you this isn't fair which is what children say all the time that is how they express their displeasure with the scenario that they that they feel is unequal in some way. This isn't fair. And this sure. isn't fair. And that person also just keep in mind these people are very bureaucratic. And so they may very well say, "Oh, well that was last year, this is this year." You would say, "You should push back a little bit on that yes. and say, "I would just ask, could you please go away, take another look at it, talk to whoever you need to talk to." But as I'm sure you can understand, it's, it seems there's a real imbalance when I am actually doing the job and there are three future people that you're talking about who will then be paid for the job that I'm actually doing. And I would not say, I would not mention a thousand dollars or five thousand. No, no, that's, I would wait and see what they come back to you with because they may very well come back to you and say, you're right. We're going to give you, we're going to take one of the salaries and we're going to give it to you. Yeah. And you might get the whole salary you weren't going to get. You're right. You're right. Yeah, don't don't go in with a number or anything like that. The other thing is maybe they want to maybe they can't pay you out of this year's budget. We you, you might say, "Oh, well, I'm willing to accept deferred payment." Mhm. Meaning pay me out of next year's budget. Yeah. But pay me. I I agree. And by the way, yeah. I would feel disappointed, hurt, burned. You shouldn't though. But it's absolutely worth a conversation to get some, you know, to get to feel better, but also to like, they should know how you feel about that. Yes. But do not lose your cool. No. And do not feel attacked. Don't interrupt. Do not, nothing. Yeah. None of that. Listen. Uh-huh. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I can understand why. Yes, that makes it. Well, last year's budget, this year's. That totally makes sense to me. Just from where I'm sitting, I'm doing 49 hours of work a week. I'm working three jobs and every other district surrounding our district pays the interns. So as you can see, there is a real, and I was happy to take the job because I needed the experience and I love working here. And I hope, 
upon hope to continue my work here. But, you know, I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't say something. Well, we can't, we can't, we can't. Okay, well, if you could just do me the favor of going away, thinking about it and seeing if the, maybe talking to your supervisor, whatever it is, and see if there's anything that can be done. But I would not take no for an answer in that meeting. And I will also say, no matter what happens with the outcome of this, it will ch- it will change you that you did this the right way. Definitely. It, you will be able to do this more and more easily, it, whether it's work-related or whether it isn't. It's a good thing to do. If nothing else, you feel terrific for having done it. I agree. Definitely. But I'll be very surprised if they don't if they don't find a way to come up with something for you. Yeah. And acknowledge the work that you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, dear. So. Oh, we got a prize to give away. How about a recap? Yes, we do have a prize. What should we give away today? I've been, I have to admit, I've been a little lazy coming up with exciting, knowing what my prize is going to be. Last week's was pretty exciting, Rana. It was a great prize, of course. It's not that they're not terrific prizes. It's that I'm not coming in with a prize, but I've sort of been enjoying seeing who we've got in front of us and what they could use. I think that's That's kind of fun to tailor it to them. So, Rana, we have Becca, yeah. who is going to spill the beans on pregnancy. someone else's exactly. pregnancy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We we should, have, she should send us something. We have 29. No kidding. We have 20. Want to relive my 29-year-old? Well, Becca's job is once her coworker feels that she's in the clear on the pregnancy, it's Becca's job to give her a secret gift as a secret apology that the coworker doesn't even know is an apology for yes. the way that she was thinking. That's my first piece of information. Great, honestly. Send a flowers, call. whatever it is. Yeah. But just- For the things you, that went unsaid. That's your, yes, exactly. That's your mm-hmm. penance. And then we have the 29-year-old- well, the 30-year-old who wants to be 29 to have a rumspringer, who got the whole 29 effect wrong. Yes. The, uh, well, they're getting nothing. I feel like it's got to be the unpaid intern. Sure. Yeah. Uh, of course it's the unpaid intern. Who else mm-hmm. could it be? Uh, that's It's her. What do you think? Now, Rana, what's your sense telling you? Well... We have to send her the coffee because all teachers love coffee. I was going to say, that's so funny you say that. I was going to say the coffee. But we're going to send her one other thing. We almost did these this year for Rana. We did, they were on our Ronica list last year. Okay. And this year they weren't because we were going to do them as a gift set. We almost did them as a gift set, but supply chain and da, 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 et cetera. Yeah, right. We're going to send her one of those either Corksicle or Yeti travel mugs. Oh, cute. Great. Those are lovely. Or if there's a better one, is there a fabulous one from the MoMA store that you love? The ones that I see that I think are always the most attractive are Corksicle and and Yeti. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to send a Corksicle or a Yeti travel mug along with the coffee. Love it. Because everyone knows all people that work in school environments need a travel mug. Certainly. And this way you can... Anytime you touch it, you can think of all the inner strength and calm you have. And you can swirl it when you're trying to decide what you're going to say. Yeah, give it a good swirl. Or you can cup it when you're having the conversation to keep your hands warm. 
Rana, before we leave this cliffhanger, I have got to tell, this is breaking news, and I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I thought you were going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, no. I love breaking news. Oh, I have breaking news too. Go ahead. So, you know, I get the duo every month. Sure. Breast Rana. I do the Carriage House Blend in the Shades V. Guess what I did, Rana? I can't imagine. And I don't know how anyone in this world is going to feel about it, but I don't uh, care. No, you because didn't it gets combine a, them. No, because it gets a bad rap. I got a drip coffee maker. It's very funny that you say that. I've been And using I got it. a um, grinder, like an actual grinder, like a good one, burr grinder. So you're grinding your beans and then you, which drip coffee maker did you make yet? It's the one Wirecutter recommended. I think it was like the OXO one. The There's OXO, a specific of course, OXO it's one. The OXO, the OXO then I got like eight a, cup. The OXO eight cup. And then I got like a bur- I don't remember the name of the grinder. It wasn't the fellow. It was cheaper than it's that. It's a burr it was, grinder. It, yeah, it was highly recommended. Also from Wirecutter. I'll tell you the name. Um, but anyway, I know people are weird about. So you're getting coffee. it whole bean. Why don't you just get it ground then? I don't want to. I like the whole bean. Okay. It does last a, longer with the Holby. That's, I guess that's why. Okay. Well, the, I, the one I, I got is called the Barazza Encore. Yes, of course. That's yeah. the, that's the, uh, classic. Now maybe you grinder. said if I should just get it ground, maybe I don't need the grinder. Maybe that's you just already got expensive. the grinder. I know, but I haven't taken it out of the box yet. Anyway, this is not interesting. I think you're going to like having the grinder because you're going to like the smell of the coffee, ground coffee beans in your house. Mm-hmm. How were you doing it before if you weren't grinding it? I was, but I had like a shitty ten dollars. Exactly. Season for spices, but also for Exa- coffee. Exactly, yeah. and they—that's yeah. not, I guess, a burr grinder. Yeah, I think you're going to enjoy this this encounter with your barazza. That's what Wait, I. Wait, but did you say you had breaking news too? Well, it's also related to kitchen appliances. Okay. I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but I have to because Adam O'Byrne caught me in the act. Oh God. I was about to make a hard, so a couple of hard-boiled eggs for myself in the carriage house kitchen, you know, the clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, with the dash or with something else? With the dash egg yeah. cooker. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you want me to put those on for you, Rana? And I said, no, nah, I could do it myself. He said, let me, I know, of course, you know, I'll, I'll put them on for you. So he was, I said, no, no, let me do it. He was watching me arrange my eggs on the tray. Yeah. And um, he said, you're not going to puncture them? You don't puncture them? I said, what are you talking about? Tell me your skin tell me your skin secrets. Tell me your egg secrets. Keep going. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you have to puncture them. I said, what are you talking about? It comes with a little needle you puncture it with, or a little, you know, correct tack. Yeah. Well, I didn't know anything about it. But they were still coming out okay? He said, Of course, coming out perfect. He said, Why bother then? Did you not read the instructions. And I said, what are the instructions? There's a water measurement and eggs and one switch. And he said, well. they hi- It's a hideaway. It's it's attached to the bar. I don't Correct. think the first generation one that I had, I don't think it had, had that. that. Maybe you I'd don't I'd be very it. curious to know. Well, anyway, I tried it the other day. It works perfectly. Was there a difference? Honestly, I think there was more precision about, you With know, the on, the, on the- on the uh, measuring cup, it says hard to soft. Mm-hmm. That's the, which I love. That the, Me too. This, so easy. A little hard, a little hard, a little hard, you know, a little yeah. harder. Uh, and I do feel that after the prick, they came out exactly how I wanted them. 
instead of me deciding how much water, you know, playing with the water measurements. Have you tried the waffle maker? I've never tried it. I can't believe you're not more upset about that than I I just, I honestly, no, all I could think was this. I'm not even upset with you. All I could think was like, oh, that would save me some time if I don't have to prick it. I was worried the eggs were going to break when I had to do the prick. Yeah, it is. It's a tense moment sometimes. Yeah. So there we are. Uh, I have not tried the waffle maker. Laura Danielle, the uh, litigator, has the waffle maker, and she okay. swears by it. She makes waffles for her children every morning, and the mini waffle maker, they love it. Yeah, maybe I'll try it sometime. Ellie Kemper has it because I sent it to her. Right. But I haven't had a review from her in a while. I haven't heard from Ellie Kemper in a while, I'll be honest with you. All right. Yeah. Well. So presumably she's still cycling on a Peloton in St. Louis or wherever she is now. Right. So. Uh, remove the we- remove the wheels, Ellie, and ca- come right back yeah, to us, dear. Bring yourself um, right back to us. Spin um, those all right, dear. I am going to read this cliffhanger. Yeah, we're going to get out of here because I've had enough of this. I understand, dear Roner and Lady you. Brian Thank and you. guest. Thank you. By the way, how about Rob Hoppe design? Rob Hoppe design, honestly, so funny. That. He's we the talked one who about did, it on as the we Patreon. Know. You're right. We did talk. We didn't talk, talk yeah. about freedom. He's the one who did the flyer, the design, Incredible. the art. Incredible. For the a Mrs. Glickman and Lady Brian Valentine. Show. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm going to skip the pleasantries and get right down to the nitty gritty. This is going to be long. And for that, I apologize in advance to the fabulous run. They said going to be long. They didn't say gonna be. I said gonna be. My problem is with a dear friend of almost 20 years and her, excuse me, piece of shit boyfriend. <laughs> wow. Okay. Why do people put these words in my mouth? I don't understand. It's not right, Ronna. They have been on and off for four years now, and he is 14 years her junior. My friend is 38. So they started dating when he was 20? 20. 20-ish. Okay. Quick math. Right. Good job. So as we know, this relationship was doomed, as we know, here we go. So as we know, this relationship was doomed from the beginning because baby Steve has more maturity than most men in their 20s. Trip. Baby Steve is wise beyond Baby years. Steve is so wonderful right now, I can't tell you. She's a snake. She steals things. Uh, aside from the age difference, this man is the absolute worst in every way. He can't keep a job, has alt-right ideology with no knowledge of what he speaks of, and is so lazy, my friend has to make him shower before sex because his nether regions stink up the room. I'm going to go throw myself in the ocean. I wish I was kidding. He's been caught talking to other women multiple, in all caps, times on apps. My friend has broken up with him at least five times, each time resulting in them maintaining contact and getting back together, usually in less than a week. This is absolutely disgusting. I mean, I know we're not supposed to pre-answer these questions, but this is disgusting. And he's a teenager and she's got a teenager living in her house. Mm -hmm. Who else do you have to tell to bathe besides a teenager? (laughs) So true. Now, the latest drama. In the beginning of the pandemic, they... Oh, 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 oh my God. Oh, oh God, oh, I can't wait. Oh, 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 Rana. Rana just got a huge allergy oh, to whatever's coming. Oh, I can't even say the words. Rana's nightmare in words. They bought two ferrets together. Oh, God. 
Yes, you heard that oh right. Rodents in all caps. Which, by the way, smell like the nether regions of an unbathed. They're very musky man. ferrets if you've Ugh. ever t- touched one. Sick. Oh, they feed their they feed their ferrets raw chicken, gross, <laughs> and let them wander about the house, free range, double gross. I'm like feeling. Apparently, oh, they even they even hide raw chicken all over the house. Well, oh apparently, their cat ate some rotten chicken, all caps, and almost died as a result. My friend had to feed the cat through an IV every three hours to keep her alive with no help from her boyfriend. On top of that, she told him they have to help, they have to keep the ferrets caged while eating and while out of the house to protect the poor cat who could barely walk. Needless to say, I can't imagine what the question is here, by the way. I'm enjoying the journey, but I can't imagine what the question is. This is is. like a scene in Breaking Bad. I don't know what any of this has to do with you, but I can't wait. Needless to say, he didn't listen. And my friend came home to her cat bleeding. Oh, because the ferrets attacked its face. (gasps) This is horrible. Oh, my God. When she called the boyfriend at work, he feigned ignorance. But upon inspection, she found bloody towels in the laundry. Did I mention he's a pathological liar? And only a few days later, he was fired again. He's a teenager. Yeah, exactly. He's not a pathological liar. He's a teenager. You know when teenagers are lying when they open their mouths. I didn't. I didn't. Who ate the cake? I I don't know. I didn't eat the cake. There's two people in the house. There's no cake and I didn't eat it. Well, I, I, I guess I had a piece of that. Yeah. Okay. Let's start over. Who ate the cake? Now to my question. I'm the tell it like it is friend, the tough love friend who then tells how'd they her, get to this place. Who tell <laughs> who tells her in no uncertain terms that she's wasting her time on this dude. I don't accept her excuses as to why they must stay together, which always revolve revolve around money. Clearly that makes no sense because of the whole quote can't keep a job thing. Well, I'll tell you what he can keep at 20 is an erection, but in any of that's true. Towards the beginning of their relationship, I drunkenly told her in New Orleans. This is the second New Orleans in two weeks. It's it's in the in, in the air. It's in the ether. That nobody, like you know, I might be going to Mardi Gras this year. We'll get into it. What? Just kidding. Maybe, maybe not. Mister Cleveland's trying to coax well, me never down been there. Either. Well, it's the pandemic. So it's not really the time for Mardi Gras, but they're having it. So Mister Cleveland's trying to coax me down there for that. Yeah, well, I'll it would go. have to be a socially distanced Mardi Gras, which is not a thing that exists. No, but I uh, honestly, it sounds better. Well, I'm sure it's not. Well, I will get look. We'll get but into that fine. on the next that's episode. Fine, okay, Ron. I can't that's get just into that. Fine. Towards the beginning of their relationship, I drunkenly told her in New Orleans that nobody liked him, which led to her fleeing down Bourbon Street in oh, tears. Yes. Oops, oopsies. One of many who did. She has told me multiple times my delivery hurts her. And our other friends have told me that I shouldn't be so harsh, but they all do agree with me. I gave up having any kind of conversation with her about this man and keep my mouth zipped when she so much as mentions his name. I just don't think I can keep the muzzle on this after the last incident. And I am begging for your wise advice. How would you guys approach this topic with someone you love dearly? I want to tell her in no uncertain terms to get rid of the rodents and the boyfriend like yesterday. 
I know I can't make her do something she's not ready to do, but I also don't think being silent on this topic is the right thing to do. Again, I am so sorry, all caps. This was a novel, but I oh, needed no, it you was guys worth to it. know it was worth the it. level of depravity in this situation. This is Love like- Love you both to the moon. All Ron, quote, signed, always the bad guy, she slash her. Always the bad guy. I hope that you are prepared to send Rana to grief counseling after what she just had to endure. I, when was the last time I reacted to anything like that? Honestly, Rana, my skin was itchy from it, so I can't even imagine how you felt. Crawling, creepy crawling, raw chicken around the house for a ferret game. <sighs> that, that's a tough one. That is tough. <laughs> All right, dear, we have to go, Good but though. listen. Join us on Patreon. We'll answer the question on Friday, patreon.com slash askrana. And we want to thank everyone who joined us in the carriage house this last weekend. We should have opened with that. I can't believe that we are so absolutely dis- devastated we by are the that rotten show. Chicken. We are the <laughs> rotten true. chicken in this situation. Uh, we love you all. We yes. love the support you show us. And we loved getting to spend Valentine's Day with you. So I, I mean, it was a night of love for sure. And tears. Some tears. Some tears. All right, dears. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.